fake jobs. I don't know if these are still around because I've been in real estate for a while now, which by the way is the fakest job that you can have unless you really make it something real. In any event, I graduated from the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications in 2002 with a degree in advertising and marketing. And I went to many interviews that turned out to be fake jobs for people that just wanted me to spin signs or hand out pamphlets. At one point, I went to an interview and this woman had some really nice bouncy furnishings. I say really nice in jest. It was like a bunch of rubber bands in between the shape of a chair. And as I'm bouncing in the chair, listening to her tell me what the job is, I asked a question, so exactly what do we do? Because really she was just telling me buzzwords. And that's when she said, have you ever been on an interview before? This is where I interview you. You don't interview me. <laughs> At which point I snatched my resume out of her hand and walked out of her rubber band furnished office. Yep, many a fake job I had to go to before I got on the straight path in my career in television advertising sales. But alas, that wasn't meant to be. I did accomplish my goal of working in a top 20 market before I was 30 years old and the very day before I was to get a raise and actually become a made man at that TV station, my crazy ex-wife got me fired. That's a story for another day. Today though, I wanna talk about my mom and her network marketing schemes. She was always into some sort of fake job and it was all about getting rich quick. One of those was something called the People's Network and I'd like to talk about that as well. And then maybe a little nostalgia as we take a trip down memory lane to talk about the Sweet Pickles books. All of this will happen today as we start joshing around. Oh. In high school, I was the mascot. That's right. You're listening to the Melbourne Bulldogs circa 1996 and 1997. The suit was a skin tight fur suit with a saggy bulldog head. And let me tell you, the Melbourne Bulldog was the king of the grass and the master of the hard court. I would do this trick where I'd come running into the gymnasium at full speed. And as soon as I'd get onto the parquet floor, I'd jump in the air like I was Superman and bam, land on the gym floor and slide thanks to that fur all the way to the next exit where I'd pop up and then run out the door to the cheers of everyone. Yeah! And then I'd get outside and ice down my ribs because that hurt. Anyways, I ended up parlaying the bulldog costume into a great gig at the local car wash. Before sign spinning was a thing, the bulldog was waving to cars to get him in to the local car wash. Yep, I made $10 an hour every Saturday and only lost 10 pounds of water weight each time. Mom was a salesperson. Obviously, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Does that still apply if it's mother to son? It doesn't matter. Well, in addition to sales, she was always looking for a get-rich-quick scheme. And those usually came in the form of network marketing. There was the time she tried to sell police scanners in the neighborhood. Another time she tried to sell powdered orange juice. One of my least favorites was this vitamin supplement. She had us taking eight vitamins in the morning, seven vitamins in the evening. My urine looked like that green ooze that turned those turtles into ninjas. Yeah, I miss her though. You know, it wasn't all bad ideas though. At one point she was engaged and later married to a local car wash mogul. She kept telling him to put a series of self-serve car washes on the beach. He didn't listen and guess what? Got overtaken by a younger, 
more wily car wash mogul that did put up those self-serve stations. Rest in peace, Mom. I should have taken your advice. We could be car wash kings. Fast or slow, Mom was always out there working to get rich, and that made me ever the latchkey kid. Like any good latchkey kid, I'd get home from school and I'd turn on the TV. This was before DVR, so I couldn't watch what I wanted with no commercial interruptions. Most of the times I'd tune the ads out, but there was one commercial that totally had my attention. Here comes the Sweet Pickles bus. My mom knows how kids might grow upon Sweet Pickles. Oh my gosh, do you remember Sweet Pickles? The bus pulls up and out comes this Mother Goose looking character who hands a smaller version of the bus to a child and it's full of books and activities and stickers and puzzles and I'm sure I begged my mom, can we please get this, the Sweet Pickles activity book? Give up your hard-earned money for really what amounted to like a Columbia House mail order type gag for cheap chintzy books. But man, that commercial, oh, it brings me back. I did fall prey to another mail order scam, and that was the Columbia House BMG CDs for a penny. Do you remember this? Get 12 CDs for a penny. Just use these fun stickers to tell us what albums you want. Send it in the mail, and we will send you your 12 CDs. And they did. That's how I got all of my first CDs, except for Paula Abdul. Okay, I bought that one at the Sam's Club. But this is how I got Beastie Boys' Check Your Head, Prince's Diamonds and Pearls, Dr. Dre's The Chronic, Gosh, I could go on and on. There were some duds in there, but those are the ones that really stood out to me. But then what happens is every month they send you another CD that you really don't want. Hey, how do you feel about Reba McIntyre's new album? Did you know John Tesh has a piano album? On and on until my mom's credit is ruined because I would always forget to send those CDs back. Sorry, mom. Have a good day at work. Though I may have benefited from this subliminally, the network marketing scheme mom fell prey to that stuck in my craw the most was called the People's Network, or TPN. Founded by two network marketing veterans, Jeff Olson and Eric War put together a satellite service that also doubled as a self-help network. So before DirecTV, you could get this satellite dish in your backyard, and in addition to some programming, and look, I watched a lot of TV and there was only garbage on this network, in addition to that garbage, there was also self-help programs like Zig Ziglar would be on there. Uh, Gary Vee might be there in today's day and age. Tony Robbins, those type of people were on the People's Network and mom would have groups over and she'd try and pitch these people. In addition to the satellite, you had to pay a monthly fee once you bought it and then you could buy other services from these people. Look, they got you hook, line and sinker and that's how network marketing works. <laughs> the, the people who founded it, Jeff Olson has a quote that says, successful people fail their way to the top. Eric War says, you can tell the size of the man by the size of the problem that gets him down. Yeah, yeah, guys, I understand. You're selling me a bill of goods, nothing more than snake oil. Well, the fact of the matter is TPN went on for about a year on the power of its network, and then it was bought by prepaid legal service. Hey, that's a surprise. There's another fake job. This was in 1997. TPN limped along before dying a slow death after the founders got paid and walked away to greener pastures. But I'll tell you, it was another 10 years before I sold the house that still had that satellite stump in the backyard. Anchor is a lot like my people's network. But you know, with social media today, you don't have to buy in like mom did back in the day. I love having this positive group of people in my life though, that's for sure. Even last week when the sky was falling, this community stuck together and made it through. That's right. 
the size of the man is only found by the challenge he, right? I mean, we could all come up with a cliche like this. God won't put more challenges in front of you than you can overcome. Just know you can make it through. Human beings are very adaptable. You got this. I don't know if this was network marketing or not, but mom tried to become a trained hypnotist at some point in time. It all started when she went to a seminar to try and get hypnotized to stop smoking and ended up getting sold on becoming a hypnotist. I love you, mom. Well, in practicing at one point in time, I remember she hypnotized me. I got very relaxed. I don't really know what was said. I wish I could talk to her now to find out because she might have embedded some code in my mind that we need to shift around. I don't know what else happens to me, but every time I go to say something really kind of sensual to my wife, I sneeze immediately. Did mom put this coding into me? <laughs> I have buyer's remorse on that last segment already. I was talking about mothers, hypnotism, and sensuality, and then ended with like a, a creeper laugh. My apologies. Josh and around Killjoy here. Being that you are a local Florida man, I have to know if you have ever heard of a location called Splendid China. Splendid China, a former theme park somewhere near the Kissimmee area. Uh, when I went to stay back in probably the 2002-ish, 4-ish, maybe 6-ish, I can't remember, it's been so long, Splendid China theme park was dismantling and they were breaking the place down and everybody was just they let everybody on for the day and you could just wander around and offer them money for whatever was in the park. We wandered into the giant Chinese cafeteria and they were auctioning off literally dish by dish, dish by dish, fork by fork to a crowd of about 50 people. Are you familiar with Splendid China? Did you ever visit Splendid China when you were a kid? Because this thing was like something out of a Miyazaki film. I never got to go to Splendid China, but I remember the grand opening was like Chinese New Year times a thousand. Didn't last too long, though. Tourists were like, we would have gone to China if we wanted to go here. And Americans were like, eh, we don't really care. I did drive by the remnants of Splendid China yesterday. Right off of I-4 is the Holy Land experience. There they have a fake Roman Colosseum. You can see Jesus get crucified every day at noon, 3, and 5. Enjoy local cuisine. And because they're a 501c3, a nonprofit, one day a year they have to let the local community come in for free. You should see the lines when it's free day at the Holy Land experience. Yeah, people want to yell crucify him so bad that they'll wait for half the day. And it's really not that much to get in anyways. But, you know... Free makes people do crazy things. Hey, can I get a t-shirt? I literally just convinced myself like eight months ago to stop freaking out over free t-shirts because I was just as irrational as everyone else. Hey, give me a t-shirt, shoot the cannon over here. But every time I got this double XL t-shirt with an advertiser's brand on the back of it, I'd only use it to dust my furniture and wash my car. So it took years of practice, but now I just stay in my seat when the get along gang or whoever it is is throwing out t-shirts, unless it's via slingshot. And then pff, how can I resist? So splendid China, man, I guess now the Great Wall has become the Wailing Wall. I must wander around that thing again one day just to realize that I am not insane and it's just not a foggy memory in my, those old cranky banks in my mind. And on this topic of what did you get for free? Yeah, those CD clubs. Um, 
a, a tool tip I learned from a college roommate was, did you know you could just order all these CDs and they send them to you and you never pay them back? <laughs> he had this massive CD collection that filled half of his room, which I just went and stared at all the time. I'm like, how did you get all this? He goes, I just signed up for all those CD clubs with a fake name and they send me all this crap and no one's ever known the difference. And to this day, nobody ever knew the difference. He never paid a dime at a wall full of CDs that he one day just threw away when Napster showed up. That brings up a great question. How long did you wait until you threw out tapes or albums, CDs, DVDs, any kind of 3D tangible media before you just agreed that the clouds got you covered? Because I think it, it really took me until about two years ago to finally let it all go. And I still saved a few sentimental hits. What about you? As for t-shirts, I do have a confession to make. It's not just t-shirts via slingshot that drive me wild. I'm going to an Orlando Magic game next week, and there, at the Amway Center, they drop t-shirts via blimp. So a little indoor blimp goes around. It's probably still a good, I don't know, 10 feet. And it floats through the arena, dropping t-shirts on top of people. Raining t-shirts at the Amway Center, which brings up a great point. Amway, there's another network marketing scheme. This guy owns a basketball team. So if you can dupe enough people selling eager salespeople, gosh, because it's easy to sell a salesperson, believe me. I've got tons of gadgets that prove that fact. When I first encountered the chain letter, I really thought that I had struck it rich. Oh, you're not familiar? A chain letter is a message that attempts to convince the recipient to make a number of copies of the letter and then pass them on to a certain number of recipients. The chain is actually an exponentially growing pyramid that cannot be sustained indefinitely. Common methods used in chain letters include emotionally manipulative stories, get-rich-quick pyramid schemes, and the exploitation of superstition to threaten recipients with bad luck or even physical violence. Yeah, so my first chain letter, I tried, I mailed it out to five people, I asked them to send me a dollar, and in my mind, those people were gonna end up sending it to their friends until it all came back to me in dollars on dollars on dollars. Yeah, there I would be just rolling around like a happy rich pig in my dirty dollar dollar bills, y'all. I'm still waiting for those chain letter dollars to come flowing in, and while I wait for checks in the mail, we run out of time on this episode. Amazing things did happen, though. I got to see the future senator from the great state of Florida, Tim Tebow, play baseball. We got to learn about mom and her schemes. She finally did get rich by marrying into it. Learned about splendid China via the Holy Land experience. And we all got to network market together. Anchor.fm really is the people's network. If you're listening on a podcast, hop on over to Anchor and call in. Until then, I'll see you the next time our bus rolls in. Remember, golden books are greater than sweet pickles. And I'll see you the next time we turn the page on another episode of Joshing Around.